Hi there. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to give listeners a heads up that the audio quality is going to be uh, much less than what you're used to. Uh, there were some technical difficulties with the recording that uh, I just wasn't aware of until we were almost finished recording already. So it was salvageable. It is listenable, uh, but the quality is going to be a lot less than what you're used to. But I figured out the problem. We got it fixed now and the quality will be back to normal next time. Otherwise, we have a good show. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 21. Um, and just to start right off with some announcements, uh, yeah, this is episode number 21. So just like you said last week, Davius, the show can legally drink in the United States now. We, we're all going to hang out in East March and we're just going to drink with the Nords. We're going to have some weed. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, happy happy twenty first to the show. <laughs> so next announcement, uh, listeners may have already noticed the audio on Davius's end sounds a little different from usual, and that's because Davius is on vacation this week. He's out of town, uh, up high in the mountains, finding oh, himself, yeah. <laughs> exploring. You know, uh, looking looking deeper into my Nord self. You know, really figuring it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the audio is going to sound a little different, uh, but it'll, it'll be back to normal before long. Um, uh, also though, on that, on that note, another announcement is, uh, Davis will actually not be here next episode, right? I, yes, I will be out for one episode. You know, I think, I think it will just be fine. Technically, it's not my first, you know, I was out for the first 14 episodes <laughs> yeah. or so, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, it's probably just going to be me next week. I don't have a guest or anything lined up. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe I could wrangle something up between now and then. But I think most likely next episode is just going to be me. Uh, but I think that's cool. I have plenty of stuff to talk about. I think I have a, a build that I'm going to want to talk about. Uh, so I think we'll have we'll have plenty of stuff. It'll be cool. Very good. The gold vendor this week is the same as last week, except uh, instead of neck pieces, now it's gold rings. So it's all the Cyrodiil uh, PvP vendor sets. Uh, so this is sets like Curse Eater, Deadly Strikes, Elfbane, Fury, uh, Buffer of the Swift, Transmutation. There's a whole bunch more. Uh, a bunch of these are really good sets. I, I use Deadly Strikes and Elfbane myself, uh, but a lot of these get used. Uh, even in PvE, uh, I know Deadly Strikes is very popular even in PvE. Uh, very, very good sets. And what's really nice about these is that they're all bind on equipped, so you can totally sell them to other players. Uh, and, you know, these are gold rings, so, I mean, they're going to fetch a, a nice price. Uh, and there's a lot of people who they don't want to go to Cyrodiil. They don't want to do PvP to get alliance points to, to get these things. Uh, so people will absolutely spend gold at the guild trader to get a hold of, say, Deadly Strikes or Elfbane to use those in PvE content. Good opportunity yeah. to make some gold. That's a that's a nice setup. That that Elfbane is, um, is something that uh, I might actually go in on that, because that's, that's, that's been a pretty cool set of late. Oh yeah, that's, it's really good. It's really popular for uh, uh, Dragon Knight, but honestly, I think it it work it can work well on a lot of different builds. It's, it's people seem people tend to only use it on Dragon Knights, but uh, it it can work well on a lot of different builds. Really, anything with a a fire staff on the front bar, I think, can make good use out of it. 
Yeah. Well, or just a Grothdar, you know, monster set with that. You've got a great start to a build. <laughs> yeah. Even just this set and Grothdar on any class. Yeah. yeah honestly, <laughs> is going to be very good. Uh, and it's heavy armor. Uh, so it's a like if you want to be like a tanky kind of Magicka sort of build, it's a it's a great set for that. Um, so that's the gold vendor. Um, so let's talk about some news and patch notes. Uh, a small thing, just there's just a developer comment on the forums. Uh, they're saying that they're extending Midyear Mayhem by one day because they have some maintenance planned uh, on the last day of Midyear Mayhem, which is uh, the seventh. Uh, so they didn't. They said they didn't want this maintenance to coincide with the conclusion of the event, so they're extending extending it to July eighth. So we have one more day to uh, to get in on that. Um, and then there was a maintenance patch this week, uh, mostly minor stuff, but a few things that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, they've made some minor sort of like balance adjust adjustments to the Kinds Aegis trial, uh, a bunch of bug fixes for antiquities, uh, a lot of uh, quest-related bugs in Greymore. Uh, this one I thought was kind of hilarious, the Malakath Band of Brutality. Uh, they fixed an issue where this was increasing the damage of siege weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that one is hilarious to me. I I <laughs> I wonder, you know, we've been hanging out in Cyrodiil. I wonder if this ever hit us at all because there's been a couple times where we got hit by some siege and it was like, "Whoa, what just happened?" <laughs> there was there really was a couple times. Like I'm used to taking some siege. I kind of know what to expect. You know, I usually have my hots up and I'm ready for it, but uh, there were a couple of times I got hit with some siege. I was like, "Whoa, dude, that hurt." <laughs> that hurt. Uh, so yeah, I wonder. That's that is hilarious. Twenty five percent increased damage to siege weapons. That's just it's too oh, funny. I, I didn't know that was happening, but man, yeah, just people sitting up on top of a tower, just uh, just raking in the kills. So funny, uh, and also just taking you know, or just taking uh, keeps twenty five percent faster. You know. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, uh, I didn't even think about that. Just taking down the doors and walls. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, this is another thing. Uh, I saw, um, I never witnessed this happening myself, but I saw some forum discussions about it. Uh, they fixed an issue where you could revive in place using unintended methods. Uh, it, people were complaining that they saw players doing this in Cyrodiil, and I don't know exactly how they were doing it, but my understanding is they were exploiting some sort of bug in the group finder, which imagine that, a, a bug in the group finder. Uh, but um, players are somehow exploiting a bug uh, and like they would get killed in Cyrodiil you know by a player uh, and they would res themselves right there by by doing this thing somehow so they apparently have fixed that it's no longer possible that that's good um, otherwise some art and animation fixes uh, miscellaneous other stuff related to Stadia the crown store the crates uh, they've fixed some audio bugs um, Little stuff like that. I think the Malakath siege thing is the, the juiciest thing in there. Um, all right, so that's kind of it for news. So let's talk about what we've been doing this week in the Elder Scrolls Online. Davis, why don't you kick us off, man? What's been going on? Um, so I've actually kind of spent... Obviously, I had a little bit of a shortened week, um, but I've spent most of my time just trying to kind of finish out the builds that I've been talking about in the past couple episodes, which is mainly my Stamplar uh, and my Stam Warden. Um, my Stam Warden, I actually was talking to you about this a little bit earlier in the week. I'm going to go a little outside the box with him. He's the one that, um, he's a heavy bow build. Um, he just runs automatons and innate axioms, so it's just all 
fit you know physical damage and class abilities uh for damage but i had originally thrown the malakath band on him i didn't really like the fit for it and so i've taken it off and gone back to monster sets yeah uh, but i haven't really found a monster set that i really um have liked a whole lot for him um and so i've been kind of exploring and so we kind of talked about this the uh celestrix monster set yeah uh that's one that i'm actually looking at and uh that i'm kind of i think i'm going to end up going with that just kind of a reminder of that one it's uh, the two-piece for it is when you deal damage, you create an earthquake under the enemy that erupts after 1.5 seconds, uh, dealing 6,836 physical damage to all enemies within four meters and stunning them for three seconds. This effect can occur every six seconds. Um, so, you know, stamina, it, outside for a stamina build, if you're going to go with a monster set, right now it's kind of Baylorg uh, is kind of, what I imagine most stamina build, if they're using a monster set, it's kind of Baylorg or nothing. Or it's um, that, uh, now there's that one that with the little Dwemer automaton that oh, follows you yes. around. Freak, yep. Everyone's using that thing. Yeah, that's a good point. That one yeah. is very common as well. Um, but, uh, I, I'm really excited. I don't, I'm, I've been, uh, key farming to get the to get a shoulder for this and i've had terrible luck <laughs> but uh still continuing to key farm to to get the setup for this um and i actually need two heavy pieces which is a little unique so it's taken a little bit longer than what i like but it's okay it's it's fun to farm and i think it's going to work really well because the one thing you know with any bow build you're kind of a little bit lacking on damage so to actually have a proc set that kind of helps with damage is going to be really helpful for that build uh, and then the other really big part about it is that I do ha I don't have a whole lot of stun capability on that build. On the back bar, I do a, a one hand and a shield, and so I have the shield charge ability that stuns them. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be really nice to have an additional stun. Uh, so it's pretty good damage. Uh, you know, pretty easy to proc. Um, the you know it it's gonna you have to wait that one and a half seconds, and it's only four meters, but. So I think, it, you know, people will dodge it. But I think for the most part, if I'm in the thick of things, you know, it's just one more thing for a player to think about. Uh, yeah, for them to have just to a little extra about. pressure. And uh, I think yep. it was buffed recently. Like, I think it used to have a proc chance and now it's a guaranteed proc or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. It's just whenever you deal damage now. So when you deal damage. So it's uh, it's pretty easy to keep that up. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get that set up. I think that's going to kind of, uh, I'll do some testing, but I think that's going to finally finish my Stam Warden uh, to where I feel really good about him. Um, and then my my Stamina Templar is just, uh, I feel really good about that build. Uh, I did, it's not near complete. I did do some testing with you against your just terrifying <laughs> Stam Necro, <laughs> and it did not go well. But I'm hoping that's just due to the fact that I have a lot of work to do to get that build ready. And uh, hopefully it won't be <laughs> it won't be that won't be the results going forward. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's a good build. I, th I think you have a good build going there for sure. Yeah, it's just it's you know real speedy and and um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll talk a, once it gets a little bit more done. You know, I'll probably go into it a little bit more detail. But uh, and I've talked in the past about the detail on it. But I think it's going to really really be really good. It it focuses on speed and and it has really good weapon damage, uh, which are just you know, great things, good sustain, things like that. Um, the yeah. other the other thing, and I haven't even really gone into this, like I haven't even pieced it in the build editor yet, but I've started thinking about my vampire a little bit more. 
Um, oh, okay. Already returning <laughs> to the vampire. Okay. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't expect to get to take longer. <laughs> I know. I know. I wouldn't say I'm returning. I just have been piecing this idea together of just really kind of looking at a focus of of how to make it just kind of full on glass cannon. Because uh, I don't think there's a way to make it. You know, that's you just can't do the tanky vampire with with how much damage it's dealing to itself. Um, and so yeah. it's just going to have to be all out damage. And so. Uh, just kind of looking around at some things and different possibilities on how to bring more more damage and not so much focus on, you know, usually I play tanky Nord, a little bit tanky, slower builds. And so um, Thracian Stranglers is an idea that I've had for this build. Um, yeah, I've thought about that. Uh, maybe pairing that with it to, you know, take more damage, but, it, it, but deal more damage as well. That's kind of the theme. Uh, it's a little scary to go all in on that theme because there's the a big part of that theme is that you take more damage, but um, maybe there's a way that I can get something where he can he can at least take people out before he's taken out. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of as far as theory crafting. That's kind of where my mind's been at this week. Uh, and then you know, with the uh, mid year mayhem going on, we've uh, I've played a lot more Cyrodiil than I usually do. Um, little less imperial city just because imperial city is like just <laughs> it's, it's fun but right it's now. just total madhouse like you better you better join up with the zerg as they're running through or you're not going to survive it's weird that we're running to cyrodiil as a reprieve <laughs> from imperial city you know like <laughs> uh, it is it is it's the world's all turned around right now <laughs> but it is cool like we were talking about last week though the um, it's crazy that the performance is actually pretty good and we can go into Cyrodiil and have a good time and our, our skills work most of the time, even with like a huge population, like Cyrodiil has been really fun this week. Yeah, it, it really has. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, as everyone knows, we always play EP um, and for years we always have kind of a, a certain area in Cyrodiil where we always pick fights and we kind of went back to that old spot. It was, it was a lot of fun. We, we had a lot of fun hanging out in there. Uh, and kind of as you mentioned, there's with the mid-year mayhem, especially in Cyrodiil, uh, it's this way a little bit in Imperial City, but I really felt this and in Cyrodiil. There's a lot of players that clearly have not experienced a whole lot in PvP. Sure. Uh, and they're just kind of in there. And so um, uh, by no means am I as good as what some of my results have been. Oh, yeah. You can, <laughs> with you can some really get a big head pretty easily during this yeah. event. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's been pretty funny because it's you know you'll mow through several people and then you'll run into one of these really good, uh, very experienced serial players or maybe like you know something. It's just like hitting a brick wall all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like oh wait, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah, like you're just cruising along, like you just you just like mowed through like twenty little baby lambs, you know, like oh man, I'm a freaking PvP god. And then you actually come up on someone who's probably not even actually amazing. They're just kind of good, you know, but yeah. you've just you've just gotten spoiled to all these exactly. <laughs> these news. Exactly. You're like, oh what they didn't die with one of my combos. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Uh, but it actually it actually has been a lot of fun. There's been some good Cyrodiil fights and uh and Cyrodiil with with this, you know, with the amount of people in it, with this good a performance, uh it really is kind of shining about how just really cool of a game mode it, that the game mode is. Yeah, it's it's awesome that people can actually like enjoy Cyrodiil right now and get get the get the actual experience, and it's 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 awesome. 
I hope right. I hope that the experience sticks around after this. I do over. too. Really I've do. got I got double crossed fingers, hoping that it stays this way. I'm pumped. I've been I've been doing that transmute grind in Cyrodiil this whole week. I have probably seven hundred or so geodes coming my way <laughs> when this campaign on, ends. on their so on their way to you soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and those are great to have. Um, yeah, and then the, really the last thing that I wanted to make sure you know, last week we talked about mythic items and our favorite mythic items. And I feel guilty. I forgot about my own favorite mythic item. I voted the Ring of the Wild Hunt being the best. I have to correct myself. My favorite mythic item is act- actually the Torque of Tonal Constancy. That's that's my number one one. I do love that one. That's the one that made okay. my Stamsork build shine. Um, I had to correct that. I, I felt guilty that I, okay. I forgot about the Torque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think of that one either. That's one that I I feel like I often forget about that one, and I shouldn't because it's really, really good. And I, I haven't actually gotten a hold of that one yet, but I, I need to get it because it's it just seems so cool. It's fantastic. It, it's it's and so, so versatile. You could put that on yeah. so many different builds. Yeah, there's a chance that I that I'll find a way to put that on on additional builds. Which you know, me and you always talk about. We don't like doubling up on sets or items for for multiple builds we usually try to avoid that as much as possible just for creative purposes but yeah that might be one that uh i might have to just tinker with to see i think uh, if i use it i i think if i were to get that i think the first character i would try to use it on would be a stand blade yeah uh, which you're probably happy to hear that because uh you like my stand blade but i never play with it your your stand blade hey that's your original character my very he's, first he's been... character yeah He's been riding the bench for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> he has been, poor guy. Uh, but I, I think that I think that Torque of Tonal Constancy could be really, really good for a, a stealthy stand blade going in, in and out of cloak and stuff. It could be awesome. Yeah, it could be really cool. I've been curious about how it would fit on a um, on a mag DK. Oh, okay. Um, I could see that working pretty well, like especially if you're like a, a sword and shield on the back bar, you're doing a lot of blocking, so you're using that stamina bar a whole lot. Yep, yep. That's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on it. Is you burn through your stamina real quick to get your magicka sustain up, but then obviously your regular magicka usage would get your stamina sustain up uh, like quite a bit. So uh, that's kind of what I've been tinkering out. I don't have a magicka DK. That's been a class that I've been contemplating building for a long time. But yeah, uh, I think you'd like it. They're cool. I think I think there might be something there with the torque on that to to help with the sustain levels. I think it could be really cool. Nice man. Uh, but yeah, I think that that is pretty much what I have been up to uh, in the game this week. Very cool. Well, the stuff that I've been doing, uh, the character I've been spending the most time with uh, this week is my Magico Warden, who I named Aunt Lola. Just uh, which is just a totally random name that I just came up with <laughs> on the character creation screen. Um, so uh, this is a character I've been sort of um, adjusting, trying to trying to get it updated for this current patch. I, I made a build video for this uh, this character a few patches ago, um, but there's there's been some new sets and some new stuff added to the game. Um, so I'm just kind of getting her updated. Uh, and it's really cool. This is an awesome character. I finally, she was, she's a Breton, so she was uh, in the Daggerfall Covenant. I finally got one of these alliance change tokens, and she's in the correct uh, alliance now. She's in the Evanheart Pact, um, so that's good. Everything is good now. She's she's on EP. We're good to go. Yeah, 
and it's i'm actually it's it's awesome because i've been wanting to do this for a while because you know we've been doing so much imperial city these days uh, and this is a particular character that i think would be especially fantastic in, in imperial city but i haven't been playing with her because i just it just doesn't feel right if I'm running around on a DC character, like what if I run into you or someone else that I know on, on EP, it would be, it would be weird. So she's just been, I just, I just been doing battlegrounds only with that character pretty much. Uh, but now I, I actually ran around in Imperial city with her last night. She's just as amazing as I expected her to be. Just, this is such a, such an awesome character, such an awesome build. Um, so what she's been using, uh, the sets are uh, Hedy's Hearth, Spell Power Cure, and of course Mighty Judean, which it turns out is probably my favorite monster set. It's, it's your favorite one. Just to, <laughs> it must just be have to put I it use out it there. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Which I hardly use monster sets at all these days, but when I do, it turns out it's often Mighty Judean. <laughs> um, I tried, so she has been using Spell Power Cure for quite a while. Uh, I tried replacing Spell Power Cure with uh, Winter's Respite, just because it seems so perfect for a Mag Warden like support build, which is what she is. Plus, pairing it up with Hedy's Hearth, it's like these two healing circles. It just seemed like thematically a perfect fit. Um, So I put that on there, and I mean, it is a lot of healing, but I found, like, in Battlegrounds especially, the... um, the Winter's Respite proc, I, I was rarely able to get my team uh, to stand in it for any real length of time. Whereas with Hedy's Hearth, it follows me around, so I can make sure that people are always in that. Um, so uh, I didn't really like that, plus just losing out on the, the damage that Spell Power Cure gives me, plus Spell Power Cure gives my allies damage as well. Um, so it just seemed to be a better fit, Spell Power Cure, because I don't have to make sure people are standing in that. It just sticks to whoever it procs on, and that's it. Um, so I think the setup I've been using, I'm going to stick with, uh, Hades Hearth, Spell Power Cure, Mighty Chudan, um, and then I'm going to fiddle around with, like, some traits and different things like that and kind of get the stats just right, like, dialed in just right, but I think she's basically finished. Like, I was playing with her last night and just very, very pleased with, uh, with <laughs> how she's doing. I'm, um, I'm, I'm doubly excited for you that now this character is on EP. This, I agree with you. This is, like, the perfect character to run Imperial City with. This character does nothing but just buff the entire team, heal the team, buffs. Um, it is we've we've joked that this is the opposite end of the spectrum of despair. Your your magic and necro character, yeah. Where it's like buffing the team by taking away from the enemies and healing. This one is just all the buffs on your team and the healing. Um, <laughs> we've also <laughs> joked about how cool it'd be to have both those characters running in the party at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> we need somebody to to build one of these builds uh, to run with us. That would be so well, I much think, fun. Well, uh, I think Icy did make uh, a version of Despair for himself. Oh, it's uh, going to happen. So, we're going yeah, we to have Lola and Despair and just have an invincible little elite unit running yeah. in Imperial City. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what I like about Magwarden in general, and this character, I, I really tried to lean into it, is just how incredibly versatile they are, and they they really are a Swiss Army knife, uh, and they 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 have the ability to just to just have whatever tool is needed in the moment all the time. Um, so she's not strictly a healer the way my Necro is. She, I mean, she has when she wants to be, she absolutely is a incredibly powerful healer, uh, but she also has pretty good offensive capability as well. Um, and she's just she's hard as nails to kill as too. And even though it's a light armor build, she doesn't even have very high resistance. But just the warden's toolkit in general, just it makes them hard to kill if you know how to use it right. 
And I'm basically immune to sorcerers. That's my favorite part about uh, Mad Warden. <laughs> Is like I can just stand and laugh in a sorcerer's face, basically, like not even holding the block <laughs> button, and like, you know, they can't even scratch because you do. Know, you have the shimmering shield that just basically invalidates their crystal frags. You have the Betty Netch that automatically cleanses off the curse or their mage's wrath. So you're just taking hardly any damage from them at all, and it doesn't even cost much magicka. You literally could just stand there endlessly. Most mag sorts that I face off against 1v1, they just end up streaking away because it's it's no use. <laughs> They're just nope, yeah. nope out. Yeah. Uh, that Shimmering Shield is a fantastic ability. Oh yeah, one of the best abilities in the game. OP, honestly. Like, just permanent yeah. permanent major <laughs> heroism, basically, during combat. It's a, it's a very, very strong. Like, you cannot spec into ultimate regeneration whatsoever. Just have that one ability and like your ultimate is always up. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about this character. So excited that she's on the Ebonheart pack. You'll probably see me playing with her a lot more going forward just because it's just, that's the character when I'm like looking at the character select screen. I don't know who I want to play with. Do I want to play with a character that does a lot of damage? Do I want to play with a support character? You know, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider. You know, if I'm if I'm indecisive, this is the one I go to because it's like, well, no matter how I'm feeling, this character is <laughs> going to be able to to do whatever I need it to do. This this character is your D, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Mag Warden, man. If you don't have, if you do PvP, if you're listening out there, you do some PvP and you don't have yourself a Mag Warden, strongly recommend making yourself one <laughs> and giving it a shot. They're so so good. Um, I've been playing a little more with my Stamina Necromancer as well. I've been talking about this guy on the past few episodes. Um, not much has changed. It's just I've been playing with him. I I dropped the ball last month, and I didn't do any Cyrodiil whatsoever, so I have zero Transmute Geodes, um, and so that's all he's waiting on. He has all the gear, and I've done all the testing. I, I'm pretty sure the build is locked in, and I know exactly what it's going to be. Uh, I just have to do all the transmuting and gold it all out and all that stuff. Uh, but it's it's going to be a really, really good build. And just a reminder, uh, if anyone didn't catch it in previous episodes, he's a wood elf, stamina necromancer, uh, uses a bow on the main front bar, uh, and then a two-handed greatsword on the back bar just for buffs and stuff. Um, the bow is the um, uh, the Black Rose Prison Bow, uh, and then he's using the Poisonous Serpent set with the Snow Treaders. Uh, three pieces uh, agility and one piece blood spawn. You know, so the snow treaders when you're in combat, you can't sprint, but you also can't be uh, snared or you can't. Yeah, you can't be snared or immobilized. Um, so you know, he's a wood elf uh, and he has a bow. So every time he does a roll dodge, he's getting forty percent extra movement speed. Um, and the plan is to give him two pieces of swift jewelry as well. So that's going to be another like twelve percent if they're gold. So he's actually going to be moving as fast as someone who is sprinting, but he's not going to be sprinting, uh, and he's a, he's immune to soft CC. So uh, that's going to be cool. And then yeah, all the all the poison dots I didn't mention before uh, an important aspect of the bow. You know, it's the Black Rose Prison Bow, so it applies a poison dot when you hit him with a magnum magnum shot. It's a very strong dot, uh, but it's also infused with a poison glyph um, and. Typically, a poison glyph is gonna uh, fire on, on an infused weapon. It's gonna fire about every other light attack if you're light attack weaving, and it hits for like you know three or four thousand. It's a it's a pretty strong proc on an infused weapon, uh, and it and it's basically like um, 
it's basically like doubling that poisonous serpent set. It's a, it's a, about a, an equivalent amount of damage. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of um, a lot of builds maybe undervalue is the value like of an, of an infused damage glyph of some kind. I didn't realize this until uh, recently that they proc so often, and it, it amounts to a ton of damage. Um, so uh, anyway, really jazzed about this build. It's going to be really funny. It looks super cool, and I, I think it's just a neat idea for a build. Uh, it's going to be... It's frustrating because it could be like a month before I'm actually able to... <laughs> get all the transmutes. Yeah, yeah, get everything transmuted and actually like present it in a video or whatever. So I still log in, log in with him like every day and just kind of run around in the overworld and <laughs> i've done some battlegrounds with him uh but uh as soon as i am up against someone who actually does a good amount of damage it's no good because i my traits are all all out of yep. whack so so yeah other than that just like you have been doing uh, a lot of cyrodiil this week because i don't want to make the same mistake i want to get my transmutes this time <laughs> uh and you know we got the the double ap so it takes like 10 minutes to hit that tier one it's really easy um, so I, I knocked those out really quick, and yeah, like like we were saying, Cyrodiil's just been a blast this week, man. I really hope it continues to have this kind of performance after this event is over. I'm I'm nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope it it uh, let's hope that that uh, that uh, maintenance they're doing is part of the forever this this type of performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Of course, that might be the opposite of that. It might be them taking down all the the extra performance parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't write this down to talk about, but of course I have been playing with Betsy a lot as well, as always. It's funny, last week we said that uh, one of my goals was to uh, not log in with Betsy this week. Uh, and then, so last night I logged on with Betsy, and uh, <laughs> which is my Stamplar, by the way. Uh, and then Grizzly Con our old buddy, a friend of the show was on and he whispered me right away and he says, you log off with Betsy right now, mister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you failed your goal. You failed. I was it. like, I can't. I need it. <laughs> you thought you could log on. Nobody would be watching. Yeah. I was out of town. You thought you were safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one will know. Uh, uh, that's, that's the shout out um, to Grizzly this week. It's way to go. Staying on top of it. Uh, staying on yeah. top of you. With, Holding uh, me accountable. <laughs> There it is. We we found a way for the weekly Grizzly shout-out. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it. It's probably going to be kind of a short episode this week, uh, just because Davis is out of town, and it's kind of been a busy week for me as well. But, uh, you know, we still, of course, love the Elder Scrolls Online. I think next week uh, next week's probably going to be a weird one, too, because Davis is going to be out of town. Um, but, you know, we're going to get back to business as usual uh, right after that, and we'll have lots and lots of cool stories to tell. For sure. Um, exciting week. We actually have uh, not really an email, but a comment to respond to. So in our uh, our last episode, you know, we we always put the episodes up on YouTube, so some people listen to it there. Uh, and so we got a comment on the last episode uh, from Christian, and he asks, "What's better on a Stamplar, New Moon Acolyte, or Deadly Strikes, and why?" So I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to answer this yeah. question because I, so I was about to say I was like, "This is right up your alley." You have, <laughs> you have been. We just talked about how you are addicted to Stamplar right now. I have a stamina <laughs> Templar addiction. Uh, it starts off with it starts off, <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with saying. Um, so you know, I think 
As with so many questions like this, the answer is, of course, it depends. And I, I responded to Christian on the on the comment as well. So, uh, you know, we've already talked about it, but um, figured to make a good conversation topic here. So both are great options, obviously. Um, and I think it depends on on your play style, how you like to play your Templar. Um, so I like to play my Templar very, very fast and speedy. I basically have my sprint key like permanently taped down a lot of the time so um i don't like to use anything that negatively impacts my sustain for that reason i just i i chug stamina <laughs> the way i play my <laughs> my templar uh so i i don't want to use new moon acolyte new moon acolyte for that reason because i don't want that um that increase uh that that cost increase um uh, but the thing one really, really good thing about New Moon Acolyte is, of course, you get all that uh, weapon damage, uh, which also increases your healing power by uh, quite a lot. And that's that's one of the big selling points of New Moon Acolyte is like um, you hit you, you cast Vigor. And if somebody's attacking you while that Vigor is going, there's no way you're going to die because New Moon Acolyte <laughs> has has just buffed that Vigor so much. Um, so I would say if you're going to be like a typical kind of stand your ground uh, paladin kind of templar i would go with new moon acolyte that's probably going to be the better choice because your heals are going to be a lot stronger uh, and you can probably deal with that sustain because you're probably your your offense is probably going to rely a lot more on heavy attacks and stuff like that as well um but if you're going to be doing a more of a kitey kind of play style uh and you're you like to rely on speed as defense and stuff like that that's kind of what i like to do I would not go with New Moon Acolyte. I think Deadly Strikes is the way to go there. It's a ton, ton of damage. It doesn't hit your sustain at all. Um, and another thing to consider about these two, depending on your on your exact build and what all is going on there, is uh, Deadly Strikes makes a lot more sense as a single bar set. So you could have like Deadly Strikes on the front bar with a Master Bow on the back bar, which is what my Stamplar does. And... You know, you're not really losing anything when when that deadly strikes falls off on the back bar. It's no big deal. Uh, whereas with New Moon Acolyte, you wouldn't you wouldn't want that to be a single bar set. You wouldn't want to lose 450 weapon damage every time you flip to your back bar. Uh, so that would be probably something you would for sure want to have uh, as a as a permanent five piece. Uh, whereas deadly strikes, you have that flexibility to use it as a as a single bar only set. So there's that. Uh, that's all the emails and shout outs. If you want to uh, send us an email, you can write us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an I-N, no G, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, leave a comment if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube. Uh, you can hit us up in game. I'm at Cat Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Star Jumper. Um, do we have any kind of last minute things we want to say before we sign off? Not that I can think of. Uh... You know, excited that that uh, we're going to be a bunch of Nords drinking episode yeah. twenty one. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the the episode after next, we're not going to be able to shut up, right? Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of going to have like a two week yeah. period here where we're not we're not playing as much as we normally do, and then we're gonna we're gonna like come back and like play for a week straight like every, yeah so every long. everyone's gonna have to prepare for that we that episode after next it's gonna be a long one most likely yeah, <laughs> probably so. um yeah it's gonna be a shorter one today but you know it's uh quality not quantity right that's um, right so we're gonna call it right there thanks for listening and we'll see you next time